Welcome to the Denker Capital Podcast, where our highly experienced team of in-depth thinkers and other experts share their insights on a range of investment-related topics. In this podcast, we have conversations about developments in South African and global markets and what these may mean for investors. We analyze specific stocks and sectors and explore general themes relating to the fundamental principles that underpin sound investment decisions in an ever-changing world. Today is the 6th of May, 2022. In today's episode, Nigel Barnes chats to Guy Barnard, co-head of Global Property Equities at Jonas Henderson Investors. They cover how the sector has evolved in recent years and the benefits of investing in global property equities going forward. Guy, thank you for joining me. Fantastic to be sitting across the table from you. Um, You've been here in South Africa for the week. We've been doing various things, roadshows and a lot of client meetings. How's your experience been of South Africa on this trip? Well, thanks for having me, Nigel. Um, look, it's been been great to be back in South Africa. Um, I haven't been here for a few years, and it's the first time for Janice Henderson to come and, I guess, build the story, uh, build our story in, in South Africa in the future. I think it's been a really warm welcome, and you know, it's really encouraging to see that South Africans are you know, naturally very familiar with the property sector. Um, I think they see it as part of their asset allocation um, opportunity set. And I think really interested to hear about and what we're doing as a global team, which um, you know, has been very welcome. In terms of the, the fund that's registered um, here in South Africa and, and the fund that you run, mm-hmm. could you maybe just give us a quick overview of how you do things and how the fund's structured? Yeah. So at Janice Henderson, um, we focus on the listed real estate market for our property exposure. So uh, I'm part of a global team of nine that invest in REIT markets globally, um, where we run around $5 billion in, in total. The fund that's registered here is our Luxembourg CCAF, the Horizon Global Property Equities Fund, which essentially gives us a global opportunity set when we're looking to identify the best real estate opportunities. And essentially, we work as a global team based in Chicago, London, and Singapore, uh, to try and find those companies that we think are well-placed to deliver you know, attractive returns for us and our clients as we move forwards. Um, we build very concentrated portfolios focused really on bottom-up stock selection, um, finding the best opportunities and trying to identify those property sectors that are best placed to outperform in the future. And we bring that together, as I say, in a concentrated portfolio of around 55 names. Right. And we have a very high active share. So we're really all about investing with conviction. And the fund itself is around $2 billion. Geographically, the split is 65% North America, with the US being a large part of that, um, 20% Asia Pacific and, and 15% in Europe. So it gives investors this true global diversification. And as I say, you know, enables us as a global team to be looking for those most compelling opportunities at any moment in time. Uh, in terms of the opportunity set, how's that changed over the last few years? Because you know, going back a few years, retail was the, the driving force in the sector. How have things evolved? Yeah, I think it's been a, a core part of our thesis as a team to really you know, frame the real estate sector in the context of the bigger structural changes that are playing out around us all. And that, you know, frankly, we've all seen accelerate through the pandemic. So we think the the needs and uses of real estate are changing the way that we live, the way that we work, um, the way that we consume goods and services is evolving. And 
you know, I think you've therefore got to be forward looking when you think about which parts of the real estate sector are going to thrive in that environment. And, and for us investing in the REIT sector, I think the great benefit we have is that the REIT sector itself has evolved over time. So you talked about retail, you know, that was once 25 or 30% of the, the global REIT market. Sure. Um, it is now a fraction of that today. And in its place, we've seen new and emerging sectors um, generally backed by changing technologies and, and structural shifts in areas like cell towers, data centers, healthcare real estate, storage real estate, manufactured housing communities um, become a much larger part of the opportunity that, that we have. And you know, we're actively exploiting that when we run the fund. Yeah, sure. I suppose the, um, the obvious question, if, if, if I'm an advisor listening to this pod, and many advisors do, I'm happy to say listen to the pod Excellent. across the country. The question that I would ask is, you know, is why? And um, why invest in this particular area as part of my or the portfolio I'm putting together for clients who are moving money you know, overseas or, or have assets already overseas in, in hard currency? What would be your response to that question? Yeah, the simple answer would be, you know, why wouldn't you, um, frankly? Because if we look back in <laughs> in history, um, there are a lot of empirical studies, some that we've done ourselves, but, you know, many different um, institutions and academics over time, really highlighting that an allocation to property as part of your client's balance portfolio is going to improve the risk-adjusted return. So if you look at the sort of efficient frontier you will see adding property and adding REITs to a portfolio of equities and bonds is going to give you a higher return at a given level of risk. And that is because real estate is a diversifier. It is less correlated to, to bonds and the general equity market than, than some other asset classes. And therefore, you are getting you know, that diversification coming through in your returns over time. Um, you're also doing it from an asset class that gives an attractive income yield and an income yield which over time has grown in line with inflation. So this is a real asset um, where rental contracts often benefit from a direct inflation pass through on an annual basis. Uh, and by going globally, when you allocate to REITs rather than perhaps making a, an allocation purely to your domestic property sector, you know, you're really enhancing some of those benefits. You're enhancing the diversification benefit. Um, you're getting exposure to different currencies. You know, A large part of our fund is US dollar. And, you know, it's an asset class that we think is well positioned today as we look forward in an environment where there is more uncertainty, in an environment where economies may be slowing. Um, we think the resilience of the income stream from property becomes you know, relatively more attractive in this environment. Sure. Clearly, the, you know, markets are under pressure at the moment. You know, is there a, I mean, from a sort of valuation perspective across the sector, is there a margin of safety right now? I mean, should investors, advisors be thinking, okay, yeah, look, this is a place bearing in mind, you know, rising inflationary environment, rising rates. Is this a place to, to really consider? Yeah, look, I think we've got to be mindful of the uncertainties out there today. And we are seeing, you know, a significant shift in, in the cost of debt capital. Um, so rising bond yields and rising credit spreads will, you know, over time potentially affect the pricing people will pay for real estate, particularly those that operate with, with higher levels of, of leverage. But to your point about margin of safety, I think we were operating in an environment over the last five years or so where 
there was an additional risk premium in the pricing of real estate versus long-term government bonds compared to history. So investors were, I think, always telling themselves Mm -hmm. that, you know, at some point the central bank Kool-Aid will be taken away to some degree. Now, you know, I think the reality is it's happened sooner and faster than some people were expecting. So there's been a sort of rapid adjusting in, in pricing expectations. But if we look at the risk premium for real estate today, yeah, it's now back more in line with the long run average having you know offered this additional premium. So you know, I think that certainly gives us some comfort, but you know, we've got to be mindful of, of where interest rates and bond yields go from here. And then investing in the listed real estate sector, which is always you know more forward looking than property valuations, which uh, at any moment in time are reflecting history, you get the additional buffer today that you know shares have adjusted to the new reality we're seeing shares coming down as we sit here in in early may so the market is already pricing in a degree of uncertainty and that means that real estate is cheaper today on the stock market than it is to go out and you know replicate those portfolios and buy them in the direct market and i think you know that's the opportunity that we have investing in the listed sector that you, you get these areas of mismatch over time, and for you know active investors like us, we can you know, look to exploit that by you know buying high quality real estate cheaper in public markets than the trade in private markets. Yeah. Okay, great, thank you. I mean, I, um, I think we'll, we'll we'll leave it there. I, I mean, you know, I think you summed up perfectly that you know the opportunity, that you know some of the reasons why. Um, and as I say, it's been fantastic to. To be on the on the road with you this week, um, I've certainly had a fantastic update and learned a lot about the sector. So thank you for that, and, and then thank you for the time you spent. Um, a little bird told me you snuck out for nine holes on the on the golf course. Where did you play, and how did it go? We we had a little a little game, and we were um, up in Sun City, nine holes with Paul, who's in the room with me, my my sales guy. I would say I, I took the edge. It was a close fought battle, but on a, a water surrounded green on the ninth. I managed just to come come to the fore against Paul. So it was a great course, beautiful setting. You know, love being here in South Africa. I love the country. Um, so we've had a great time. So thanks so much for bringing me here. Always good to take a bit of cash off the salesman. <laughs> Brilliant. Guy, thank you. And thank nice you. to see you. And we'll catch up with you soon. Cheers. Okay, cheers for now. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you found it interesting. If you would like to join us again, please subscribe for more investment insights. To find out more about our team and the funds we offer, please visit our website at denkercapital.com. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily represent those of Denker Capital. This podcast does not take the circumstances of a particular person or entity into account and is not advice in relation to an investment. Please do not rely on any information without appropriate advice from an independent financial advisor. The value of investments may go down as well as up, and past performance is not a guide to future performance. Denker Capital is an authorized financial services provider in South Africa.